Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holgren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Great to be with you today for another episode of Ask Dr. Deanna. Uh, I'm excited uh, to share this episode with you today and just talk a little bit about inflammation. And uh, the question that I have is, is inflammation the root or the cause of your poor health, the cause of the illness or the condition, uh, whatever it is that you have going on in your health today? So we're going to break down inflammation and talk a little bit about that uh, as a driving force behind uh, poor health. And, um, you know, I think people will be surprised to find out how common inflammation is and how common it is basically at the root uh, of certain diseases. Um, it is the root uh, cause of so many different things. And no matter what it is that you're dealing with, if you can address the inflammation or decrease inflammation within the body, it will certainly have a positive impact on the other areas as well. And so when we think about inflammation, so many times people think about you know, inflammation of the joints, which of course we all know as arthritis. Uh, in medicine, whenever we talk about uh, inflammation, we tend to add itis onto the back of the word. So, um, you know, it, you might have gastritis, for example, which is an inflammation in the lining of your gut. And you might have, um, you know, uh, you know, other uh, arthritis, of course, is inflammation in the joints. Uh, you could have iritis, which is an inflammation in the eye. Um, and the list kind of goes on and on. But when we look at inflammation uh, and we th talk about it within the gut, okay, you guys have heard me talk extensively about gut health and reducing inflammation there. And as you know, one of the key things that we need to do to reduce inflammation is to clean up the diet, okay? So we're going to talk at the end uh, about anti-inflammatory diet, some anti-inflammatory supplements as well, and what you can do uh, to kind of, um, you know, basically take control, be proactive, and uh, guide your health, so to speak. Uh, but so basically, when you look at, um, you know, inflammation in the body, uh, when it's in the gut, it's gastritis. Uh, when it is in the lungs, you have reactive airway disease. A lot of people don't really think about asthma uh, as an inflammatory condition, but that is what it is. It's inflammation within the lungs. When we think about connective tissues, uh, it could be a bursitis or a tendonitis, for example. And interestingly enough, you can have certain types of tendonitis um, that, that basically will go along with an inflammatory type of arthritis or arthropathy. Inflammation in the brain, um, you know, sometimes you think about things like meningitis, for example, which would be inflammation of a certain part, but even things like Alzheimer's are actually, it can actually be linked to inflammation within, within the brain. Um, sometimes we'll talk about things like thyroiditis. Um, that's an inflammation of the thyroid gland. And uh, there's certainly oftentimes an autoimmune uh, component to that. Uh, and sometimes it is just a viral component. So there are viruses that can cause inflammation. There's poor diet that can cause inflammation. Um, you know, bacterial infections can cause inflammation. A, a good, you know, example there would be like a myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart. 
uh, or uh, the heart muscle itself. Liver inflammation would be hepatitis. Okay, that's a real common one. And we know that, of course, can be caused by viruses. But we also know that we can get hepatitis, not hepatitis, but an inflammation of the liver, okay, a fatty liver, an inflamed liver from poor diet as well uh, is is a component there. And then even as far as heart disease, when you look at the mechanism behind coronary artery artery disease specifically, um, coronary artery disease has an inflammatory component in those arteries, in that vessel. When you look at how plaque is formed and you look at this whole inflammatory process uh, that goes into that, inflammation is definitely a component of plaque formation uh, in the lining of the arteries and, of course, then can lead to uh, coronary artery disease. It can also lead to arterial disease in other areas of the body as well. Uh, And then finally, you know, looking at allergies, you know, we know that allergies are also an inflammatory state. So what if, okay, what if we are all just kind of running around out there and we've been living life and, you know, maybe eating for most people eating the standard American diet, not really thinking a whole lot about a lot of this. And we're basically just in this state of chronic inflammation where kind of everything hurts. You know, your fat hurts, your joints hurt, your brain hurts, you're tired, you can't think clearly, you know, you can't focus. Um, so on and so forth. And what if we could have a positive impact? We could even reduce some of that inflammation, turn it around through um, you know, proper diet, through exercise, get moving, detoxification, all of those things. That's pretty exciting, and that's also life-changing. As far as I'm concerned, it makes such a difference. Um, when you think about you know, inflammation and the impact that we can have, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you, when you have all this inflammation going on, you've got some, you know, even some foreign, um, you know, antigens that are released into the body, whether it's through the gut, um, you know, leaky gut, things that are leaking across that shouldn't really be in the bloodstream. It kind of sets us up in this, this heightened immune state because the immune system, you know, really acts like an army. It's an army of defense or an army of defenders when you look at all the types of cells. And they basically go out uh, into the body and try to clean things up and clear things out. And if we are chronically inflamed, that army is just working over time, over time, constantly working. And, you know, that can be very, very taxing uh, to the system and can can definitely have some negative impacts. So when we look at anti-inflammatory diet, where do we start? Okay. And why do we go there? Well, because this is one of the easiest things that we can control. Obviously, if you've got allergies uh, to a certain, you know, substance or, you know, whatever, avoiding that allergen as much as possible is, is a great start for you. And that could be an animal allergy. It could be an environmental allergy. It could be, um, you know, a food allergy. Okay. But let's face it, we can't all completely avoid all of the environmental allergies, for example, that are out there because we do have to live and work in the world that we're in. And so, you know, when you look at that inflammatory diet, I would would go as far as to say that focusing on an anti-inflammatory diet can actually even have an impact on those seasonal allergies, on um, you know the the things that we see going on in the body, um, and and basically, when you look at what is an anti-inflammatory diet, what does it look like? 
it's typically going to be a diet that is, you know, really a little more of what I would call a paleo style of diet. Um, you know, oftentimes we'll call it a grain-free diet. Um, there's a great cookbook that I like called Against All Grain, um, which teaches you how to eat and how to cook and how to kind of live an anti-inflammatory type of diet. I love that book because the recipes in it are super, super easy to follow, and there's some great educational um, element, an educational element to it as well. Uh, but basically, looking at the paleo style, which is going to be, um, you know, protein. It's going to be, you know, vegetables. Uh, it's going to be. Um, very, very, very low sugar, low to no sugar, because sugar is inflammatory. Sugar equals inflammation in the body. And that is something that we all have to kind of wrap our brains around. Sugar equals inflammation in the body. So that's why for this particular condition, I tend to gravitate toward this grain-free paleo style. Why grain-free? Because so many of the grains are hyper-processed and will end up ultimately turning into sugar in the system anyway. So we're going to be eating um, you know, basically good, clean protein sources. We're going to be eating uh, a lot of vegetables and then some healthy fats, okay? Um, healthy fats do not include things like, you know, bacon and, and a lot of the stuff like that. Um, I know there's some healthy bacon out there. I get it. I know. Um, but I think too many times when people think fat, okay, I can get fat in my diet or whatever, they immediately go running toward a lot of those processed, hyper-processed meats. That is not the place to go. Okay. So when we say healthy fats, you know, I tend to mean things like an, it's an avocado, um, you know, healthy sources of fat that we cook with, for example, um, those sorts of things. Okay. So, so the anti-inflammatory diet is more of a grain-free paleo style of diet. And it's really it takes a little bit of time to get used to, but it's not hard. It's actually pretty simple uh, when you just go, okay, the main thing that I'm eliminating here or that I'm trying to avoid is sugar because sugar equals inflammation. And I'm also trying to avoid uh, a lot of grains in the diet. Okay. Um, so, so when we look at this, um, you know, anti-inflammatory diet, and we look at, you know, just the difference that it can make. Um, there's also some additional supplements that we can add in there. And some of this you can get in your diet, okay? You can, you know, get it through foods and, and so forth. But I'm going to list off some supplements that I personally use from an anti-inflammatory standpoint. Um, the first one, which is just, you know, the in my mind, the powerhouse of uh, anti-inflammatory programs, and that is a really good omega-3 essential fatty acid. Um, you guys know that I oftentimes recommend um, orthomoleculars. Orth Omega uh, is a good one, and uh, that's one that I personally use. Um, looking at a good um, probiotic is really important to help reduce inflammation in the gut. Um, you know, I love bacillus coagulans because it protects against so many other things. And it's often the target when you look at, you know, what glyphosate does uh, to our gut microbiome. Um, it really, really does um, impede uh, the bacillus coagulans. So putting some of that in is always a good way to go to help reduce inflammation. 
Um, things like quercetin, okay? Quercetin is an herb and that can make a big difference. Um, turmeric, okay? You can cook with it. You can take the turmeric supplement. Um, there are so many wonderful products out there that have turmeric and ginger. Um, I use raw ginger uh, all the time, uh, even, um, you know, in my, whether I'm doing green juice, I'm, I'm, you know, making some green juice, I'll use it there. Um, a protein shake. Uh, it's not uncommon for me to put about, you know, half an inch of raw ginger root uh, in my protein shake that I'm blending up with some, you know, fresh organic berries or something. Uh, and it tastes fantastic. It gives it a little bit of a bite. Um, that makes a huge difference. Alkalinizing your body, um, which we all know we can alkalinize our system with green vegetables. That also helps to reduce inflammation. When we are more alkaline, we have less inflammation in the body. Um, a, a supplement called SAMe. SAMe um, is S adenosylmethionine. Okay, I, we just call it SAMe. And SAMe is an anti-inflammatory supplement. It's great for cognitive health. It's great for liver function. It's wonderful for um, joint comfort as well as increasing mood. Uh, it does support methylation as well as um, glutathione production. And glutathione is a, a super potent antioxidant um, produced in the liver. And so SAMe um, is a great supplement. And oftentimes if you're looking for, for example, a supplement for for joint pain, um, you might see that it's got some SAMe in it. Another one is MSM, also might be found in a blend um, that is designed, uh, you know, to support joints, etc. Um, MSM is methyl sulfonylmethane, okay? Um, methyl sulfonylmethane, uh, MSM, and it supports joints uh, as well, uh, you know, functionality and comfort. Uh, it also helps support connective tissue, and it's really great for a healthy immune system as well as respiratory function. So those are just some of the um, uh, you know, some of the supplements that, that I like. Um, some people also will take L-theanine. Um, L-theanine is often, um, you know, considered something great for, for mood and stress is where you'll see it in a stress product, for example. But it's also wonderful to help decrease inflammation in the gut. Uh, as is glutamine. Uh, I've long talked about glutamine, um, which is an amino acid that can, again, help reduce inflammation in the gut. So all of this together makes a huge difference. And for some people um, who, you know, have been living life completely inflamed, um, you know, switching to a program like this that is an anti-inflammatory program that is designed to, uh, you know, release toxins from their system, that is designed to eliminate all of those um, chemicals from the processed foods, that is designed to basically just give their body um, a breather, if you will, a rest, um, they find amazing res results. And the cool thing is, is that they can get great results usually in a week, okay? When people do this program and they follow this, this style of eating, uh, add some of those supplements in, et cetera, it's not uncommon for them to be able to tell a difference in a week. What kind of difference can they tell? Well, if it's joint pain, they might notice that their joints feel better. If they're having trouble with, um, you know, cognitive abilities, just being able to stay focused, uh, mentally sharp, et cetera, they may notice an improvement there. Um, you know, they may notice, uh, you know, I've had people who have eliminated grain from their diet 
and they've had a complete reversal uh, of their asthma, for example, and they've no longer needed all of the asthma medications that they were taking before, um, probably because there you know, was some mold in that grain and they were having a continual exposure to mold, which was just flaring things up. So, so all of these things can help. And um, I think this is a fascinating area. I think anytime that we can find an area in medicine that can have such a huge impact on so many different systems, it is absolutely worth talking about. It is worth taking the time to digest and just see what we can implement. So thanks so much for joining me today. I hope this has been helpful. Have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.